breaking news tonight, a source confirms to CNN that the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democratic National Committee helped fund research on that now infamous dossier that revealed allegations about President Trump's connections to Russia and possible coordination between his campaign and the Kremlin. The Washington Post broke the story. We've known for some time now that the firm behind the dossier, Fusion GPS, was first funded by anti-Trump Republicans and then Democrats. But now for the first time, we have an idea of who those Democrats were and how far up this reached. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders has just responded to this story in the Washington Post, tweeting, quote, The real Russia scandal? Clinton campaign paid for the fake Russia dossier, then lied about it and covered it up. You're listening to The Devil's Advocate, where we talk about news and current events. I'm your host, Brandon Condit. And I'm also your host, Mitchell Hernandez. Our goal at The Devil's Advocate is to provoke thought by introducing viewpoints and information that isn't readily available in the mainstream media. It's in truth a conversation where an independent liberal, like myself, and an independent conservative, like myself, can share different viewpoints without the typical disdain for one another we see all too often in politics. So with that, let's get started. U.S. media reports say the head of a data analytics company hired by the Trump campaign during last year's presidential race reached out to WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. They say he approached Assange about locating tens of thousands of emails that were deleted from a private email server that Hillary Clinton used while she was Secretary of State. Assange has confirmed that he had been contacted by the data firm and the rejection, but he declined to disclose the subject. Well, now a Trump campaign executive has rejected those reports, saying that the team relied solely on voter data from the Republican National Committee. All right. Welcome back to TDAP, episode 32. Um, yeah. Sorry about last week. That was unexpected, huh? We didn't say anything. We just we just went <laughs> MIA. Um, That's what yeah, happens that was... when you have car troubles <laughs> and you have midterms and life comes at you really quick. Yeah, <laughs> it was, like, well, and we, I had planned, you know, because we had discussed, well, like, okay, well, I'll just ask Frank to to come on with us um, or with me and we'll just do it that right. way. And then I am in the process right now, if you could see me, which you can't, luckily for me. <laughs> um, you don't know that. I, not, <laughs> right. Um, NSA, NSA. My... <laughs> I'm in the process of moving right now. I'm actually moving in like four days. So like my house is upside down and I was super busy. And then I also had family pictures last weekend and it was really goofy because like everything just happened. And Frank was like, well, did anything important happen? And I was like, uh, well, let's just say no. Let's say no. Nothing happened this week. <laughs> we'll move on. So um, that's actually probably not accurate. And I'm sure that some of these stories that we have lined up for today will probably have overlapped from last week. Right. I think a couple little of bit of bleed too. over. Right. So, so there's all, there's all that. Um, yeah, I think that's good. I think obviously the, one of the biggest stories this week, if not the biggest story, at least the way we're going to present it, because we're going to roll a bunch of them into one, um, right. is the, Washington Post article that uh, that alleged that Hillary Clinton and the DNC funded the Russian dossier, which was a popular topic at the beginning of this presidency, and I think over <laughs> and the during last, the election, and during the election, <laughs> I think during er, and I think over the last week, um, at least from our perspective, it looks more or less 
confirmed that that's what happened. So I know right. you've got I know you've got the article pulled up. I'll let you go ahead and if you want to jump into it real quick, we'll yeah, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'll just do the they've got it kind of put into to points here. So I'll touch on a couple of them because a few of them we don't really need to do. Um, so point two, it says, yes, the dossier was funded by Democrats. Some of the pushback on the left has focused on the fact that a still unidentified Republican client retained Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS is the firm that did that started compiling all of this data uh, to do research on Trump before the Clinton campaign and the DNC did. Thus, they argue it's wrong to say that the dossier was founded by or funded by Democrats. But the dossier's author, Steele, uh, which is the uh, English operative, or I guess he was, uh, what is X operative? Yeah, because yeah, he had not, he was not, I don't know if he was retired or whatever, but I know that they've always. I think he was retired. He worked with it. Russia. Right. Yeah, he was like a, a Russian diplomat or ambassador or something like that. Um, so he was the one who was hired by Fusion GPS to start authoring this dossier. Um, he said he wasn't brought into the mix until after the Democrats retained Fusion GPS. So even though Fusion GPS was hired by uh, an unnamed, as of yet, uh, Republican, which I've heard a couple rumors here saying that it's pointing towards Marco Rubio or someone who worked with Marco Rubio, which personally I thought my money was on Rand Paul. I thought that for sure that that would be it. We'll end up seeing probably this week or next week. I'm telling you, no. dude, it was Carly Fiorina. You know that that chick was up to no good. Like, <laughs> right. you, you know it. She um, just looks like it. No. but I, I so, don't trust a woman who can speak well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, let's see here. It says, while well, both sides did pay Fusion GPS, Steele, the one who authored the dossier, was only funded by the Democrats. So that's why I saw a little bit of deflection there from Democrats saying, no, it wasn't us, it wasn't us. Yes, it was. When we're talking about the dossier, yes, it was. So it says, Trump's allegation of FBI payments are still dubious. However, it wasn't, it, it wasn't only, sorry to, sorry to cut you off, but it wasn't only Democrats because you had Republicans, like you, I mean, you just said it, and my guess is John McCain was was the handoff man. Well, um, we know that John McCain was pushing this in the intelligence community in the Senate. So right. once the dossier was published, and not published because it's not, until they confirmed things, at that point they had to give it over to the FBI. And this is why Trump has been saying, it, uh, he's alleging the FBI paid for the information. It doesn't look like they did, or at least there's no positive evidence yet. They were given yeah. the information, and we know that because, again, John McCain was running around the Senate, and I've made, I've, I've, Reference back to when he got caught being the one pushing this around on at least three or four different episodes. So especially now, if anyone hasn't done that yet and look up that video where he's running into walls trying to escape the reporter, <laughs> <laughs> right. it is hilarious. And it's it was just... so funny because I heard on uh, local radio um, the other day, it was, I was listening to conservative radio, and this <laughs> this girl like said basically Ooh. what you and I just said. Um, and I got a criticism too, by the way, from, oh my God. a from a listener, um, about your top popping thing. So if you're going to do that, well, they can fuck like off. A, you need like a ding in, <laughs> a ding in button. Um, ding, ding, so, ding. but Beer anyway, time. 
no, but I heard I was listening on conservative radio, um, and they basically said what we just said. But she was like shocked. She was like, "So do you know what this means? This means Republicans were working against Trump too. Where have you been for the last? <laughs> no fucking shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't remember too many of them. Do you remember a guy named Jeb Bush who used to run your party? I mean, he didn't, but his family did. Um, right. You know, like I, yeah, I just, no. I, I thought again, the first question in the entire primaries was, "Hey, Trump, fuck you. Sign this agreement." And he was like, "No, nope, <laughs> not gonna do it." Yeah, they right. didn't like him. The DNC didn't like Bernie either. They just went about it in different ways to get rid of him. And it but, looks like the DNC did a lot of stuff. So Yeah, it certainly does. So the third point they bring up here is that Trump's allegation of FBI payments is still dubious. That's what he was saying is we know that the FBI got their hands on this dossier. We know that they were passing it around in the Senate and in different intelligence communities. But did they actually pay for it? Uh, it doesn't look like it yet. But again, the House is... Um, what do you call it? They, uh, I can't think of the, the term for it, but they asked for the financial records from Fusion GPS to be put forward, right. uh, subpoenaed it, or I, I can't remember what the, the right I word is so. for it. I think so. And then it was, wasn't it initially blocked by someone? It, it was, but then now this all came out and they were like, yeah, let's go ahead and take a look at that. So we it should was see. It was interesting too, because Devin Nunes, who I don't really like citing at all, especially after he Russia. like grabbed some stuff and looks like <laughs> I need to run down the street real fast. Um like that was <laughs> that was weird. But he did I thought he brought up a decent point, um, at least in this in the as far as this topic goes. And what he basically said was look, the reason that there there's a problem here is because you can't have um if the dossier is used if the FBI gets the dossier and then mm -hmm. they're able to use that information to to start subpoenaing people or unmasking people or whatever, then and start wiretapping them and things like that. Right. Then you have a scenario where you're do you're like you're asking for Big Brother scenario, right? You're like you're trying to set it up to where now the FBI can just look into any political candidate because like they'll find a way to do it. They'll they'll write yeah. up something and then they'll um so but well, there's, a dirty there's also element. there's also the like the to play devil's advocate if you're not up to corrupt shit you probably don't have anything to worry about so you know yeah us gonna, in the us in the brown community don't like for... that <laughs> right because not... we we get we hear that one a lot like oh well i mean he just stopped you because you're brown but if you don't have anything to hide don't even worry about it so right most of fine. us don't like that argument but okay that's fine but what i'm saying is I'm not going to lose sleep over uh, politicians being scrutinized because we know they're shady. You've seen House of Cards. That's yeah. real life, right? People get thrown in front of trains. Um, <laughs> right. I, I just don't. I'm like, just saying, take a walk in the woods. <laughs> right. I, I don't know. I'm just. I'm not going to lose sleep over politicians getting heavily scrutinized over the way that they campaign, especially when we know that our campaign laws are bullshit. We have so much money that is pumped into these elections. These guys are bought anyway. So no, I'm not. Right. I'm. I'm not going to. That doesn't bother me as much as it does in your example, where a police officer comes up and is like, well, "You're black. Well, you probably should be shot." Like, no, that's not okay. Um, he right. doesn't automatically have something. Right. Exactly. I mean, the cop might have it in his backpack where he plants it, but you know, we've seen that a <laughs> you, few times. You, you never know. <laughs> Those crazy non-heroin so yeah. dealers. Right. 
So when you're looking at the what the FBI did, it looks like they definitely used this information as they should. In time information comes up that you know, like this, they need to take a look at it. That's fine. Uh, doesn't look like they paid for it, which is something that Trump keeps saying has happened. At least as of yet, we haven't gotten any confirmation there. Um, so the fourth point that they they bring up here, the Washington Post brings up, is uh, the appearance problems for Democrats. I thought this was interesting. It says there is presumably a reason Democrats haven't copped to funding the dossier, something that they still haven't publicly confirmed. Even though it's been confirmed, they haven't come out and said, yeah, we did that. Fusion GPS threatened to plead the Fifth Amendment during, uh, against self-incrimination, raising eyebrows last week. Uh, first among those reasons is paying a foreigner for opposition research for an American political campaign. Given Democrats' arguments that Russia's interference on Trump's behalf was beyond the pale, the Clinton camp and the DNC paying a Brit for information would seem somewhat problematic. The Clinton campaign has also, notably, denied working with the Ukrainian government to dig up tr dirt on Trump in the past. Republicans have pushed dubious comparisons between the uh, Ukrainian allegation and the Russian alleged uh, allegations against Trump. Some on the right even called, alleged that Democrats paying Steele amounts to collusion with foreigners. Um, let's see here. And it, it goes on kind of like that. But it says, the British, after all, unlike the Russians, are Americans' allies. I don't like this point because the Russians are our allies. Just because you mm. don't like the Russians and because people say, hey, don't like those Russians, even though every other country is doing the same damn thing as the Russians— it, they're still our allies. That's why we have pictures of them at there, the White House. And there, you know, there are allies that we don't invite to dinner with the rest of the countries. You know, we do like, though. Like we, they come in. Like just because they got kicked out of the uh, what do you call it, the G G eight summits. You know, that are now the G seven summits. They got kicked out of there, but still, that was only because they took back you know part of what was their country, which we've right. gone over before in the past. Right. But again, they're, and they're again, not we've, like, hostile. Not not gonna lose sleep over not being friends with Putin. So, um, <laughs> well, it's just frustrating whenever I see the you know the British doing the exact same thing and we're doing the exact same thing, but then we look at the Russians and go, oh no, all the Russians are evil. What? Right. Well, <laughs> what? I don't think. I, here's the thing. I don't think that the point. I agree with you. That the point is bad. For, as far yeah. as the Washington Post is concerned, because I don't give a shit if they're our allies or not. If we're doing something crooked, that doesn't mean that our ally it, that is also doing something crooked is like, well, that makes it cool because we're friends. Like, no, it doesn't. Right. Exactly. You know, that's what so, that's what irritates me. So it goes on to, to also say that Steele's dossier does include information it says was obtained from a senior Russian foreign minister figure and a former top level Russian intelligence officer still active inside the Kremlin. So in other words, the Clinton camp and the DNC were essentially paying for information allegedly obtained from inside the Russian government, even if there is no proof they deliberately sought Russia's help. So mm -hmm. that's the allegation here is that we're talking about collusion. We're talking about collusion between Trump and the Russians and all that whenever it looks as though the DNC knowingly or unknowingly paid for opposition right. research but through a, a foreign time, government from you, Russia. I, but at the it's same the time, closest Russian link that we got. I mean, to be honest, I know, I know, <laughs> but no, that's fine. But here's what I'm going to say: you, the way that you present that is, you put the emphasis right. here and not on. You're like, oh, the Trump-Russian collusion, whatever. That's that's smoke and mirrors. But like, there's we don't have anything there. solid like, yet. Th there's there's enough to question there 
to for an investigation to be going on. So like to That's me, totally fine. Right, yeah, to, agree. For, to to blow one off and to to emphasize the other it, to me isn't fair. They're they're this is the exact same story. And See, I feel like you're doing. That's what I think feel like not you but previously what you had done I'm, I'm glad that you're not doing it this time around but the difference the main difference here is one has evidence and one doesn't this is proven that they that or at least not proven because again Steele hasn't said who these people are so at this point they are unnamed sources and we right. all know how much but I while love we're saying sources. that there while we're saying that there's no evidence we're recording this on Sunday night and tomorrow we have we have possible arrests from charges being filed in the Trump investigation so what I'm saying yeah. is like you may not have evidence right now let's see what happens in 24 hours and then well, let's, let's Let's move into that then, because, uh, yeah, this is obviously something else that has been going on. So all of this information and all of this bad DNC public relations nightmare and all that is if they needed any more. That was like the first domino. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then then more things have happened since. So let's move into, um, obviously, what Mueller is doing, which I find the timing of this, as I spoke to you over the weekend, I feel the timing's a little bit weird. Like... All of this shit goes down with the DNC. There's actual, at least in my opinion, there's more evidence towards a Russian link with the DNC than there is with the Trump campaign. And when we're all talking about, that's when Mueller comes out and is like, I'm arresting... Well, he didn't but actually again, do it. I guess someone here, leaked it. Like, so I, I hear that, and I, I understand that, but let's look at it through a liberal's lens, okay? Maybe mm-hmm. Trump was just getting in front of what was already imminent. Maybe because obviously there's a what process. There there's a process. No, here's what I'm saying. There's a process to filing charges and getting an indictment and like it has to go to a grand jury. The grand jury has to be convinced that there's a reason for charges. So there's a process. Right. So if the if the Trump people, if the people working around him and damage control and all of that know that these charges are coming in a week, then, well, I guess, no, it's the Washington Post that has the story about the DNC. But if that's, right. obviously that was given to them, right? So all I'm saying is if you want to play that like, oh, this looks fishy to me, it can look fishy either way. We just have to go yeah. with, we have to go th- with... As we've previously discussed, the two sides of Trump, you have to now just discredit the idiot for a second and be like, 40 chess, 40 <laughs> chess. And like, oh. so that's what we're talking about here. They're both hypotheticals, but I just right. like, I think we need to present them as the same. They're not different. That See, where know? I come, yeah, to me, where I come from, it, we all know that, that Trump does that. He will do, he will say shit and create controversies to take people people's attention off of something else we've seen him do it at least 20 times now that we can say there's a pattern i mean right. if you know that that's legit to me i also think that there's a bit of a pattern starting with the dnc because again i saw this last time <clears throat> where the dnc came out with clear collusion between the different states and and debbie washington assaults and donna brazil and everyone else against bernie sanders and immediately they were like, yeah, but what about Russia? They hacked us. And I was like, this is never going to catch on. This is ridiculous. They're just trying to pivot away from what they did. Well, it fucking worked. So now the DNC comes out again and magically Mueller is done with all of his things and it leaks that. Again, there's no evidence uh, to it. I it's totally conspiracy there. theory. I, don't think, I think Mueller is far from done. Um, and in fact, there's a there's a lot of people saying. Oh, no, like, he's not even close to finished. Yeah, he's no, going to keep going. This is the tip of the iceberg moment right yeah, here. Yeah, I can't. 
I don't like Mueller. I don't trust him. I think the whole thing is crooked. I think that, again, like I said, when we see all of these different things that the DNC did and that Debbie Washman Schultz did and that, you know, we can just keep naming characters and we'll see what he, what happens tomorrow or the next day with this because he's going to indict someone. We don't know who it is. Everyone's right. thinking it's it's Manafort. And I think that that probably has the best likelihood of happening because, you know, we saw that Manafort was how Go long was big he? fish. Let it like if it's Donald <laughs> Trump, that would be amazing. Um, uh, I don't think so. Shit, have you seen the economy? It, we're doing pretty damn good. But yeah, but that's that's a dangerous thing too, right? Like we're lending on margin right now, which could be a good thing, but it could also be a bad thing. Um, I don't know what you, you're talking about, man. Like we just saw during a hurricane. Well, anyway, I don't want to get into economy stuff because I am compiling a yeah, massive file so that we fair. can do a an economy thing, and I don't want to ruin anything. But All we're right. doing well. Things things are going pretty well. But even whenever we were during back at the campaign, when we were talking about Manafort, we saw that where they came out and they were like, hey, you know, that guy's got Russian ties, right? And Trump comes out and he was like, no way, not him, never. And Manafort was like, I left my oven on. I got to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I remember when that happened, I was like, yeah, he'll probably be gone in a month. The next day. The next <laughs> day. Yeah. It was like, no, this guy probably has some ties. So it makes total sense if it is going to be Manafort. We don't know that. It could be Michael you gotta, Flynn. It you could gotta be love those. You got to love those Scaramucci characters. They're just in and out. <laughs> they're, on one, they're on one episode of the reality show, and then they're, they're and they voted peace off out. the next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> they're too cartoony that they don't even last in, in this environment. Right. They're 80s, You got crying, guys. Chuck. That's what yeah, they you, are. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought fucking Crying Chuck and goddamn Turtle Turtle McGee would have uh, staying power? I don't even get it. But, but I'm the only one who understood that you were talking about Mitch McConnell and uh, <laughs> whoever. I don't even oh, remember sure. his nickname. Um, Crying Chuck. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, um, old Chucky Schumer. Anyway, so, but, but so so we'll so, see what okay. happens with all of all of that, all of the investigation. But this is the first pulse that we've heard from this investigation. And again, and the timing is a bit suspect. We also we also got confirmed it with all of this information this week that the Trump campaign reached out to WikiLeaks for thirty thousand emails. Um, and yeah, we and I, I guess Julian Assange I have, was the one who confirmed that. Um, yeah, you know? which uh, that. Shouldn't again? I don't think anyone was shocked by that. Like we said, we heard him tell Russia to go find them during no, the campaign. I don't think, any, I don't think anybody is shocked by that. But I think it, it's obvious that. Well, I guess it doesn't. I guess it doesn't. They had communication, right? Yeah. So that, that's about as much as as you can do with that. You and I mean, you could take, say it's not a foreign from it government. But it's a they, foreign they, entity. They had you know? communication. And Julian Assange played one side, and it was his side. So yeah, no, we we, we totally can't. I think that's the the point that irritates me is when it comes to the first of all, I don't believe in the Russian collusion thing to begin with. Like I I just don't. Again, I've I've talked at length on that. Right, but, but that doesn't mean it's not real just because you don't believe it. Because you that's could fine. Eat you could keep. Later. S- you, yeah, that's fine. You can keep saying that, and if I end up having to, but it, it, this this whole, since the election, I've been batting like ninety or. 900 here i'm doing okay. pretty damn good don't fly too close shit. to the sun my man um, i think i'll be all right but there when you do see what happened like with the dnc and trump trying to contact wikileaks 
it does seem like all of this is just kind of business as usual. But for whatever reason, they want to put an extra nefarious element to this alleged Russian thing that doesn't seem to have any evidence. We have evidence for everything else uh, with the, the DNC looking for British people, for Trump going for the Swedish guy or whatever the hell he is. What What's uh, I can't remember what, where he's from. Um, Julian Assange. But again, foreign players. But we're just kind of okay with it. And then when you get to the Russian thing, which has no evidence, it's, oh, no, no, that definitely happened and it's definitely worse. What? <laughs> like, no. It's like, let's just think... be, if we're going to be offended, let's be equally offended to, to everything. Let's not just, you know, point no, at the scary shadows and, and I agree with you, but I don't think, I think while you're, while you're stating that we should be equally offended, you don't sound equally offended. Um, well, I'm not offended, period. I think that I'm just not like when it comes to the dossier thing, I think that that's business as usual. I don't have any problem with it. I think it's hypocritical that they oh, were, yeah, yeah that they were the ones saying like, oh, they're, they're doing it. And then they're actually getting fed Russian information, whether they knew it or not. You know, they right. still were looking for for help from a, an ex-British you know, well, foreign and the thing, I think the thing that bothers me about it. I don't give a shit that they were doing it. The the thing that bothers me about it with the with the DNC and the, that whole thing is the same thing that bothers me with the Trump allegations. It's like, okay, so the here's why the Trump thing has blown up. And as you've noticed over the last several months, we haven't talked about Russia. And the reason we haven't talked about Russia, you would say, is because no evidence has been brought forward. And what right. I would say is because Donald Trump stopped fucking talking about it and every time he <laughs> talked about it literally every day for the first well it was on the news every day his, uh, for the for, yeah because he kept saying yeah. stuff and they and he's an idiot and they put him on tv <laughs> saying idiot things because that sells no nah, i'm not i'm not going with you it. on i'm not so, going with you on this one like there was the media that was I, obsessed with it he, he's obsessed you, with the media i told so he's you gonna respond from, to it I told you from week two, the second this guy stops talking about it is the second that it goes away. Or yeah. the second that he says, here's all the shit that you want, and there's obviously yeah. nothing there. The problem was, it, and the, as you said through the entire argument, the Russian argument involving Donald Trump, it looks fishy. It may not be collusion, <laughs> but it looks fishy. And yeah, the it did, it here, did look and fishy. it looks fishy because they try to deflect away from it. They act like nothing happened, and then little be- bits of information come out, and they go, "Oh, oh, well, yeah, I mean that happened, but were we were we talking about that when you asked the question?" <laughs> um, that's the problem, yeah. and it's the same problem that we're seeing with the DNC right now. Right now, today, you have John Podesta and Debbie Wasserman Schultz acting like, "Well, we don't know who got the money for what." It was nine oh, million no dollars idea. of your budget. Who signed the checks? How did you not know where it was going? The cover up. Right. It looks worse than the crime. That's the issue. It's the same right. fucking story. They still, like I said, they still haven't come out and said they've done it, even though we all know they did it. <laughs> like, right. We we saw you. We know how it works. But again, we we saw them doing that during the the election campaign where they were fucking go look at the nevada convention where they're changing the rules mid (laughs) oh yeah i know like i remember yeah so again it when it comes to the trump thing i'm going to disagree with you on that just because i think that it was the media 
Trump responds to the media. The media was drumming up the Russian thing. We had CNN talking about how they were just playing it. Drumming up or telling the story? Because at the time, there was an investigation that was currently like... Again, we have CNN on record saying they were drumming it up for ratings. That's fine. That's fine. But That's where I'm coming from. That's easy ratings, right? All you have to do... You have to remember, you're like forgetting details of the timeline, right? (laughs) James Comey got fired... So Jeff Sessions yeah. recused himself. Those are all newsworthy right. things, whether you want them to be on the news or no, not. That, totally those fine. are all stories all, that yeah, should be there. Fine. So then Donald Trump responds to that. That's not the media. The media, I, I don't know about you because uh, you weren't at our last meeting. But when we all got in the round table, we were like, who are we going to target this week? It wasn't Donald Trump. Um, so <laughs> what I'm saying is like the media, it, it's not they're putting the footage up there i agree that bias is shit and i agree that cnn but i'm not buying the whole oh this is fake news thing in a couple instances yes in those retracted instances yes but it's not fake news that's fine but as soon as muller as soon as muller took over they stopped reporting on it and when they stopped reporting on it they stopped getting information that's a tightly that's yeah, but you're trying to say run. that it was Donald Trump who stopped talking about it, and that's why no one's talking about it anymore. And I don't think so. I think it's because I, I think just think it the is. media stopped Absolutely. reporting it. He stopped it tweeting about like, Russia. Because they weren't talking about it. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't agree with you. They were, they were still talking about the Mueller investigation as you were talking about it six episodes ago, about how mm-hmm. all, all of the lawyers involved are Clinton supporters. and like Right, the, yeah. It was being built that's newsworthy then he tweeted mm-hmm. about it making it a bigger story john yeah, kelly well, came obviously. in kicked everybody in the nuts and said stop being idiots and he stopped <laughs> saying dumb shit uh, i don't know about that i think i pretty much see him say dumb shit on the daily basis so no i won't disagree, again i just feel like talking yeah, about russia it seemed like it was the cnn thing when as soon as they came out saying that russia was the big nothing burger and they were drumming it up they kind of had to pull back and you saw the other places pull back because everything they kept bringing up kept crumbling and they were like well fuck dude we got well change i the don't narrative yeah here. i mean i don't think that I, they were definitely doing some they were they milking were, it they were yes absolutely um they were so totally i think they just couldn't it. do that anymore no you know it'll come back with, up as soon as Mueller starts doing his, his thing it'll come back up and yeah you know we, well, we saw it by just but how it's newsworthy and i'm gonna tell you that if so Donald why is Trump, this not newsworthy i, I haven't been watching oh it CNN. totally is it absolutely is um, I haven't seen it on MSNBC because I do watch MSNBC and I have not seen it there. I've seen it on so. CNN every night this week. So, and I've definitely heard it on conservative talk radio every day this week. But yeah. I, well, I'm sure they were going to talk about it. But well, well, I'm glad to see CNN's actually doing it though. I still this think it's is stupid. an Apple. <laughs> Thanks CNN, but I still think it's stupid. Like I said, I don't give a shit. That the DNC was like, hey, let's get some dirt on the opposition. That's business as usual. I just don't like whenever they freak out and try to impeach the president because they're doing the exact same thing. And they, they want to pretend like, you know, their shit doesn't stink. And, you know, again, we saw all the collusion. Now, I know the other part that I don't have much to say about this next part. So I, I don't know if you do or if you don't. But the Uranium One thing got brought back up um, yeah, in conjunction with all of this. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a lot about this one. Um yeah, so, I looked into it, and it seems pretty like you're connecting some major dots here. If you wanna, 
know, if you want to see it. There's like a lot of little things that happened. So there was a, a Russian company called uh, I can't remember what it was called, but some some Russian company who ended up buying a Canadian um, company who had all these contracts had to go through nine different agencies of the U.S. with contracts in order to buy this uranium, which happened. These companies happened to have the licensing to about 20% of our uranium stocks. Mm -hmm. So, and then in the meantime, Bill Clinton goes over to Russia and gives a speech at a bank and gets a lot of money. And then they put some money into the Clinton foundation. But, and one of the agencies was Hillary Clinton was the head of, and she would have had to sign off on it. But again, that to me, that's the same thing as saying Vladimir Putin signs every single thing and tells everyone what to do. Like right. this is a lot of procedural shit that was yeah. going on. And also, that, that doesn't the way that you describe that to me, like, and, and I get that, like, it turns into he, Rush, Hillary sold their uranium. <laughs> yeah, but that's like to me that all sounds like business as usual too, and it doesn't sound it corrupt even. Like that sounds like a guy goes over to a Russian bank. I don't know what the reasoning for like Bill Clinton, not a guy, the former president, right? Goes to a bank. Get he's a, obviously an influential person in the world. So he gives a speech. He gets paid like everybody does after they leave. Russians office. can like the Clintons too. I mean, shit. And that banker might be a Clinton fan. I would. I would have to know the details of that conversation because there could be totally a logical <laughs> reason why they would be like, "Wow, we like this guy. Let's put money into his foundation." Even if they yeah. had ill feelings, that doesn't necessarily mean that the receiving side. Look, I'm not making excuses because I know this is the exact same thing for Donald Trump. Like when you start talking about different aspects of that story like right we can we can fucking pick this apart and flip it and do whatever we want we don't know shit because we don't have anything um right but, but it looks shady <laughs> right <laughs> it doesn't really like once you see the details it does if you're it's presented to you that hillary clinton personally sold russians uranium that sounds crazy because it is like that is way literally more what conservative it. radio has been spewing yes for the it last is five days and yeah, and I kept sitting there and the the problem that I have is I have a tendency to kind of my bullshit like little radar goes off and I just don't believe it. So I heard that and was like, that sounds dumb as fuck. So I waited and waited and waited to research it. And then I finally did and was like, yep, that's dumb as fuck. <laughs> so like, right. I just don't buy that shit. Like yeah. anytime it sounds incredible, I just don't buy it. And again, yeah, you that's to how I used more. to. That's how I used to determine what fake news was until the boy king decided to <laughs> coin the term, and now I can't escape the term. So, well, I would definitely. I know you really hate the term. I would consider that fake news. People who are reporting on Hillary Clinton sold twenty percent of the uranium. That is fake news. She is one ninth of the the heads that had to sign off on this deal and it's a canadian company it's not even an american company they just operate within a 20 percent right. of our reserves plus again at the same time that uh they wasn't it true that like at the same time that that company donated to the clinton foundation and they also donated to like several other foundations at the like in the same transaction like to me a lot of companies donate to get tax benefits i mean right, shit. I, don't, so, I don't know how it works in russia so i don't know i can't say anything that, to that and be like oh, i don't they have the same I, tax code as we do probably not but i feel like <laughs> that i feel like that was part of the story too i'll have to look into that and i'll post a link but um yeah but so yeah. here's what but i think that that sums up this whole week's worth of in also, I guess we didn't mention they are now reinvestigating Hillary Clinton's um, 
the House is opening up the investigation again into Hillary Clinton and the Uranium One deal, which, <laughs> so again... Which is going to lead them to, like, investigating the dossier, which is going to lead them to the FBI, yeah. which is going to lead them to the Trump Hey, to quote Brandon, thing, investigate everything. <laughs> it's going to... It is, yeah, no shit, right? It is going to be... The Republicans are going to be probing the probe of Donald Trump. Like, Oh, God, long, probe the probe. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Yeah, so so that's where we're at. And again, I guess my personal take on it, once we've done all of this, which it's not like I haven't been feeding my personal take this entire time, I think that Russia's story is bullshit until we find out otherwise. I don't trust Mueller, but we'll see what he does. I will, if he goes after Manafort, that makes sense. If he goes after Donald Trump Jr. for some bullshit, I'm going to be pissed because, again, we've seen all this other stuff. Uh, the DNC definitely paid for opposition research and looks like hypocrites. But I don't really give a shit. And the Uranium One thing is bullshit. That's my personal take. All right. And uh, I think mine is a little bit easier than that. Clearly, Paul Manafort's going to jail tomorrow. So, anyway. (laughs) I agree. The number of drug users and the addicted will start to tumble downward over a period of years. It will be a beautiful thing to see. I learned myself. I had a brother Fred, great guy, best looking guy, best personality, much better than mine. But he had a problem. He had a problem with alcohol. And he would tell me, don't drink. Don't drink. He was substantially older, and I listened to him, and I respected. But he would constantly tell me, don't drink. He'd also add, don't smoke. But he would say it over and over and over again. And to this day, I've never had a drink. And I have no longing for it. I have no interest in it. To this day, I've never had a cigarette. Don't worry. Those are only two of my good things. I don't want to tell you about the bad thing. There's plenty of bad things, too. But he really helped me. I had somebody that guided me. Am I mad at God? Yeah, I'm mad at him. Bill O'Reilly says he's mad at God? Yeah, I'm mad at him. If I die tomorrow and and I get an opportunity, I'll say, why'd you guys work me over like that? Didn't you know my children were going to be punished and they're innocent? A beleaguered O'Reilly spoke out on his podcast, and the remark is being ridiculed today. <laughs> That's what you're going to say to God, Bill? Why did you work me over? And there's more fallout today over that bombshell New York Times report that O'Reilly paid former Fox News personality Lee Wheel $32 million to settle sexual misconduct claims. President is now in a back and forth over what he said or did not say to this pregnant gold star mother whose husband, an army sergeant, was killed in Niger. The president is now responding this morning after being accused of insensitivity in a phone call to that widow. One of the most difficult calls a commander in chief ever has to make now becoming controversial. Sergeant Johnson was one of four American soldiers killed in Niger when the president called Johnson just before her husband's casket arrived home. He said, well, I guess you knew he something to the fact that he knew what he was getting into when he signed up. But I guess it hurts anyway. The congresswoman says the call lasted three to five minutes 
and that Mrs. Johnson's only response was thank you. Republican Congressman Paul Gosar from Arizona was interviewed by Vice News on an episode that aired Thursday night. It was a revealing interview, as Gosar led on to several opinions about the white supremacist rally that took place in Charlottesville, Virginia, in August. Gosar believes that the rally was organized by an Obama sympathizer and backed by financier George Soros. Gosar also said that he thought the Antifa group, short for anti-fascist, was responsible for the outbreak of violence in Charlottesville. Jason Kessler, who organized the rally, did vote for President Barack Obama, but has since become more extremist and racist. Gosar's suggestion about George Soros funding the rally has been widely debunked. I cannot believe the media produced such beautiful children. How the media did this, I don't know. Come on over here. Come on, kids. That's beautiful. These are beautiful, wonderful children. Oh, you're going to grow up to be like your parents? Don't answer. They can only get me in trouble, that question. All right. So, first of all, we'll go ahead and let the audience in on a little tidbitly of information that we are recording this segment now, um, not five minutes ago, like in your <laughs> lifetime. Um, right. But what, but we're actually, there, there's been a, a day has gone by um, since, since segment one was recorded. So first things first, I think a second ago, I just made a prediction and uh, yeah, that happened. Paul Manafort got arrested this morning. So nine ninety down, yep. down to like nine fifty now, Mitch, something like that. <laughs> um, I called it. I called that shit. It was going to be Manafort. And I'm pretty sure if, Again. Four seconds ago. Well, not really, because there are sound bites um, and, and, and headlines <laughs> there. But but about a minute and a half ago, I believe I said, I, well, you know what I said. You just heard it. Like, here you go, tomorrow morning, and here it is, today, this morning. Right. Um, yeah. Well, it was told that, it, you know, as early as Monday, we should expect something. Right. Uh, it ended up being Manafort and apparently his protege. Um, and again, we're going to wait kind of to get into all of that, but we did want to make mention of it. Um, I don't know if this is the slam dunk that Democrats was hoping that it was, yeah, but I don't, it's definitely significant. And that's why, and that's why I think too, that, you know, it's, it's probably a better thing to jump into as more comes out, but definitely yeah. worth noting that Paul Manafort, in fact, d- did get arrested, um, Monday morning. Well, he turned himself in. Yeah. Is that what so happened? He did yeah, he didn't have to do the whole walk of shame and the handcuffs and the fucking pulling your hood over your face. Have his, but he have his titties out in the st- town square walking through. <laughs> people, people throwing shit. Shame. Shame. Shame this man. So, but he did, you know, they basically were like, hey, man, you should probably turn yourself in because, you know, we're arresting you. And he did. Um, so, and to make note, he did plead not guilty. So they had an arraignment uh, sometime around noon. So that's where we're at, right. and again, it doesn't look like any collusion yet. Well, we'll, we'll see, see where there the were, details there, fall, and then we'll get into it whenever there, we got there a little more. There were twelve charges filed against him. Um, yeah. he did plead. Well, they were all financial. He did plead not guilty. So did what? What yeah. was his? Uh, Robert uh, Gates. Was the it third? Robert Gates? Something like that. 
Um, I mean, I, I don't know if that's just a really like historic name or if that was actually the name, but it, it's Gates the Third something. Yeah, so it, probably Robert Gates so the Third. He also pled not guilty to. I I don't remember if the the charges were exactly the same. Whatever. I don't I don't know. But anyway, if we wanted to mention that, so now let's move into the rest of the week. And to start off, to it. start off the rest of the week, I need to know from you. What is happening to your fantasy hockey team right now? It it is shitting the bed <laughs> insanely. I know, man. <laughs> like I said, welcome to the fucking Sunnyvale Shithawks where the goalies don't play and everyone else gets negative yeah, points. This is stupid. This is a bad night it's just for you. Stupid. Um bad night. But <laughs> it's been a bad it's been a bad season, let's be honest. It hasn't been a good there hasn't been anything really positive except for whenever Simmons did that hat trick on day one, <laughs> and everything else has been downhill. <laughs> is it uh, auto? It's been auto draft champs. Is this the year? Uh, I, I I thought so. I thought it was going to be worst to first, but it doesn't look that yeah, way. Yeah, it looks like worst to worst. Um, <laughs> so anyway, it's a slow progress. So I got I so we've got a bunch of a bunch of stories here. Uh, a lot of which we'll just kind of. I think we'll just kind of, kind of, imp- improvisate. Breeze on through. Improvisate here. Improvisational skills. Improvisation. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm gonna make up words and just pretend like you know whatever. Um, We're just playing devil's advocate with the English right. language. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So here, so here's the uh, here's the thing. Let's start with I guess the serious one, the more serious one. Um, the mm-hmm. Donald Trump came out a few days ago and he made the he made a speech on the op- opioid epidemic. Um yeah. And you know, I saw I kind of forgot that happened with everything else going right. on. And basically so he he came out and obviously he said what we all already know that like this needs to be fixed. This needs to be addressed. Um he told us, he told a story about his brother that um that had an alcohol problem and so he told like he tr- he tried to be personable in the yeah he's told that story before right. as well but obviously this pertains to it so but what, he brought it back but up. what i want to more focus on is uh is is a couple of things a i always like to focus on the reaction from both sides because i think a big part of the reason that we that we do this that we do this show is because because of the reactions that we see from both sides and right. it, the I, I i think the idea here being that like no stop yelling and stop pump the hate breaks for a second and have a conversation with your opponent and maybe find out that we don't have to be insane all the time um you know and so <laughs> but he's a nazi so but there are a couple of things and let's we'll get into like the the political repercussions or or whatever of what he did um yeah so because that seems to be the big concern that i saw from democrats is a the the basically the, the main i guess uh complaints were why didn't he do this sooner we've been having this problem for years right, and years and, I, and this and is the first time he brings it up and it's not he brought it up in the state of the has, union address here's, covered here's it. what i want to get into though what what he actually did and then we'll get into how everybody kind of reacted to it but right. what he actually did was he he came out and he declared a and this is important in the terminology he declared a national public health emergency okay um Ooh. what's interesting ding, ding, ding. what's interesting about that terminology 
is that it's very specific. And here's the problem, and here's, the I think, the most fair criticism of what happened here. So there's a difference between declaring a national emergency and a, a national health emergency and a public health emergency. And the difference is where the money that that goes to to that problem, where how where it comes from, and obviously how, where it comes from affects how much there is because duh. Um, so here, so here's <laughs> the thing: if he declares a national health emergency, he has FEMA money, which is like I don't know, however mm-hmm. many billions of dollars, right? Um, if he declares a public health emergency which is what he actually did and it was and i think the reason that i focus you have to focus on that terminology because he he said it smart he said national public health emergency that doesn't exist but what he signed was a public health (laughs) emergency and what that does is it changes where that funding comes from and the account that the funding Mm -hmm. comes from only holds currently fifty seven thousand dollars that's a problem. Mm. That's a fair criticism. $57,000 for a national opioid epidemic is dick, and that's not good right. enough. Um, I See, I haven't, I haven't heard that. I haven't seen that. Um, so I'd have to look into that before I could say one way will, or the I other. Post the, uh, I'll post the link to that story that I found cause, because that, that was very – interesting to me and because yeah. i was you remember and if that's if true, if we get into well go ahead yeah so if that's true then obviously that's not as good as if he was able to tap into fema funding now i'm sure fema they typically run low i can't remember a year that's gone by that fema didn't almost run out of funds due to hurricane right. season it just seems like that's what happens ever since you know going even back to hurricane sandy and things like that or hurricane katrina and you know that just kind of tends to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he was just looking at it and going, we don't have the funds here. Let's take it here. But or yeah, I don't know how much funds FEMA has left. I know that we just had some big hurricanes. That's fine. But here, um, here's where I think like and all of that is fine. And if that's true. Um, yeah. OK, here's the problem. Then it's still if, Congress that needs to if fix that's it. true, then the only reason for the speech is a political play, because you and I and he both the, all know that mm-hmm. $57,000 is not going to do anything. That's gone in less than a couple hours, and that's that. Right. So what well, it probably is. The thing is, is though, the president isn't the one to fix this problem. I agree. And that's kind of, yeah, and that's where I kind of come from it when they say, like, oh, he needs to fix it. It's like, no, this involves money. This well, involves he does... Congress. Congress is the one who's going to have to do it. He can let them tap into FEMA, but FEMA's really supposed to be for and does Congress, natural disasters. Congress has control over FEMA spending. That that yeah. can't they can bump that it up. can't be done. They can create that can't be done via executive order. Exactly. And again, uh, Congress does appropriations. They can create the a different fund. They can create a different tax. They can create all different things. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. So. You know, whenever I I kept seeing that criticism of why is it why is he waiting till now? I get it, but at the same time, it's like I don't know if people really realize that Congress is basically the biggest power in the oh, government. Yeah, we like to say the president. It's not even close to true. Everything that <laughs> needs right, to go, but the fucking Congress. It seems like. But so he came out and he said it. Um, 
which I thought was important. I I did too. Now, and where I and where I thought too, and what you originally had kind of jumped into is the way that both sides reacted to it was very poor. Because in the beginning, in the in the very well poor in the beginning poor or great depending on which side you're looking at obviously like that is politics right. goes but the but in the beginning uh, as the speech was going on and as that story came out um i just saw a bunch of people like i, I honestly like i'm kind of calling the calling the leftists out that i saw um because i saw a lot of hate and I saw it. Yeah, didn't make a lot I of sense to me. I saw it on video clips where it was a guy, whether you like him or not, saying like, "Hey, we need to get rid of this drug problem. It's a really bad thing. People are dying." Now I know that those are nice words. He would do that, Nazi. And I know that if those words don't hold weight, then there's a future criticism to be made. But while yeah, that didn't seem to be their criticism, though. It didn't make that argument that you just made. They basically were making the argument that no, they hey, he's evil. Or, no, they or were they like, were just they were making orange comments and small hand comments, and it was like, yeah, dude, the typical. It, it just it aggravated me, and I, and I actually had a couple of conversations online with people because I was like, how honestly, ABC posted a forty five second video clip of him telling a story about his brother, and then saying that like we need to do something about this epidemic. And there were people that were like, "F this guy," and it was like, dude, based on what you just saw, <laughs> why? Like, I agree right. that tomorrow, they did the same thing with Hillary Clinton. They did the same thing with Obama. Right. I mean, just, people did fucking hate those guys. Yeah, just it's, fucking hate it's those just, guys. It, uh, and for whatever reason, a lot of people hate. Trump. I understand why some people could dislike him. I don't really see why a lot of people could hate nah. him. Like to me, that doesn't make it sense. It makes sense. Same thing with Obama. Same thing. D to me, Clinton is the closest thing that I'd be like, okay, I can understand why people really don't like her. But even hate is that strong word that I don't get. Like Hillary Clinton's done good shit. Yeah, I can read her book and be like, that's funny. That's cool. I like that she did that. Mm -hmm. and you talk to some people and they just. They can't admit right. it. It's like it doesn't even exist. It's, well, it's the, there's no option for that to be a it's reality. It's the sports team analogy, right? Like if I'm a if I'm a yeah. Blues fan, I can't like the Blackhawks. When in you don't say LGBT. When in actuality, if I've got the Blackhawks <laughs> goalie, guess who I'm rooting for? Um, yeah, you would. So, <laughs> but you know. So anyway, I just I don't know. I wanted to get that one in there. I thought that that was. I thought that the speech was a good thing. I think that the the funding needs to obviously be more than at least what's being reported yeah. um and congress has their hands full so we're we're not going to see movement on this until sometime in uh 2018 to possibly 2019 right. yeah you know? a, they just they do they've got their hands full they're trying to get this tax reform done apparently they're hitting roadblocks we'll see what the plan is come wednesday so they've got a lot going on right now i don't think they're going to do anything until the 2018 budget. right or I'm sorry, 2019 budget. Yeah, that's that's very very possible. So, um, mm -hmm. all right, uh, cross that one off the list, and bam, I am going to try to get one of these in every week. I think going forward, um, I I'm gonna try to get a St. Louis a local story in, um, because I think God, what do we do now? Well, here's the thing, and that is actually the reason. <laughs> That I'm that I think I want to do this because not everything that happens in St. Louis is 
shit. And I think I don't know. I watch CNN. I know, and Sounds I and I think that it sucks. But I think that's true of most cities. I think that when the media shows up, yeah. it's usually because of something bad, and then that becomes your image of Ferguson. That becomes your image of St. Louis or Detroit or whatever. Right. Um. So, so anyway, here's a we talked a little bit. Uh, I don't know if it was the last episode. Um. I think it was, which, by the way, let me get on the record. Like, episode 31, if you got through that, like, good for you. That was that was a tough one for me, too. I just <laughs> I felt so off last time that we, that we shot, and I just really, really wasn't super thrilled with that episode. So I'm glad to be doing this episode. I think this one has been fun so far. Um, but <laughs> I can't remember what we th- talked about in, in the last that one. one. At the very Whoops. beginning, we talked about the Board of Aldermen and um, – do and doing the um what was the the petition for oh an independent council for the yeah. police involved shootings in st louis i thought that was a good thing um so now which by the way for our missouri listeners we now the ballot is out again or the petition is out to get uh marijuana legalized yes. i saw that mm-hmm. one i know that needs 180,000 signatures i think it's at a hundred thousand so yeah. eighty thousand more to go yep uh, and this is for medicinal reasons. There's a lot of people out there putting it on record. You know, there's lots of lots of people that could be benefited from it. So I'm pushing right. that. You're going to see me push that online in, in, in places. Yeah, no, so absolutely. Wanted to plug that in. Um, real quick. No, and that's I think that's a good that's a good thing to come out of St. Louis. Now I understand that there are there are going to be people out there that don't share that sentiment, and that's fine. So that. That's a bad thing for you, but from where we oh, be careful because there's three there's three petitions going out. One is a two percent tax increase, one is a four percent tax increase, and one's a twenty five percent sales tax increase. So don't sign that one. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> make sure you're signing like the four percent. Well, one. just do. Be I think if we just like pull the Colorado mode, right? Like make it legal, and then later ask them how much they want to tax, and then they'll do. They'll be they'll go. be stoned and be like fifty percent, whatever. <laughs> um, so <laughs> it's fine, <laughs> right? So anyway, um, but something I thought interesting about St. Louis, and it also involves marijuana. The St. Louis Board of Aldermen has introduced a bill to decriminalize um, marijuana in St. Louis. Now, marijuana in St. Louis... I didn't even know that's where we were going. Marijuana... (laughs) No, I know you didn't, which was awesome, actually. But what they... So basically what they did was they, um, they, they wrote up this bill, and they're basically... They told the police, or they have asked the police, to stop enforcing marijuana laws in the city um because they basically have said that it's a waste of time money and resources um you we could have you out there doing taking care of more serious crimes that and you know we don't and and that's i mean that's there's going to be that argument, and I can already hear it, that like, well, yeah, if you legalize something, then there's not as many criminals. Well, yeah, that's kind of the thing. So, like, I'm not saying – but they shouldn't be considered criminals in the first place. If you're a guy that, right. that smokes weed, that, and I don't care. I've heard talk show hosts, local talk show hosts, say that that is – a, that is not a victimless crime. It absolutely is. Now, you're being totally the snowflake. Is. You're not a victim, buddy. Um Right. Now, I do, uh, to play devil's advocate here, I do get a little annoyed because I know a lot of people that smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> and 
people that they want to argue with me and say that you can't get addicted to marijuana. You can get addicted to anything. Right. But we're not talking. When I talk about it, I'm not usually talking about those people. No, no. So I just want to plug that in there as well because they're inevitable. That argument comes right. up where it's like, you just can't get addicted. Everything's going to be fine. You got to do it within moderation. I'm drinking a beer right now. That used to be illegal. It's still illegal to get under, you know, behind the wheel and go kill right. somebody after drinking. Moderation. Right. I'm sitting right. in my room reporting, you know, recording a podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Right. So. <laughs> yeah. So, the, so what's interesting, though, about this bill that's been proposed is what it would do is it would make – it would still enforce – possession laws for anybody under the age of 21 so it, it we basically turn it into alcohol within the city um and it would so minor minors or adults under 21 would not be allowed to have it i don't think at all i haven't read the specific um literature but i i that's how it was described so i think that it would basically work like alcohol in that respect but for people right. over the age of 21 um having a having an amount up to 2 ounces wouldn't be a punishable offense um unless i guess probably you were driving under the influence or something like that um and i'm terrible when it comes to you know amounts of marijuana well, somebody, you say 2 ounces somebody who buys how many somebody who buys weed just going to know that's my guess so <laughs> How many like cigarette weed <laughs> marijuana joints How would that be? If you had to guesstimate that. Did we just jump into <laughs> reefer madness all of a sudden? Um, <laughs> Asking for a friend, right? So, <laughs> right. So, anyway, I I thought that was an interesting thing. I actually think it's I I honestly think it's a good thing. We'll see if it gets to make it to a ballot, but it it does look like it's been brought yeah, up in the because I'll tell you what. I was trying to find that those petitions so I could sign them, and they were fucking hard to find. Like, literally, the, the pro-marijuana places on Facebook didn't even link to it. I'm pretty sure. A, the reason why I even know about this is because I, I read an article on the or the not Washington Post, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, and they didn't link to any of them. And so I planned on signing. I just couldn't get so to here's, it. So here's was my guess. Working. That you said you know people that smoke weed. So my guess is that they buy, like, pipes or uh cigarette papers or something somewhere i'm assuming at the store that mm -hmm. they go to that that place is going to have the petition just a guess like yeah if you're selling go to your retroactive you <laughs> right if you're if you're <laughs> selling pipes you probably have the petition there so that's that's a guess if you're right. looking for it I'd i probably would hope start so there. if you're trying to do it um yeah, I know that they tried to, I think, the last election cycle, and it just narrowly missed. I think it was, I can't remember what the amount of, you know, uh, signatures it needed to be. We'll say 180,000, because it is this time. They would have had, like, 170,000. It just barely didn't make it. Right. So, it's a little bit of overreach. They're trying to 100% decriminalize it. That's recreational, med medicinal, everything. I kind of... Wanted them to go medicinal first, just to get that out of the way for the people who need yeah, it. Yeah, but there's and then I've heard, work. I've on heard it. a counter argument against that being the best way to start it. Um, and the argument that I've heard, which I don't, I don't know totally how I feel about this one, but the the basic argument is that like if you do it for medicinal purposes only, it becomes very easy for pharmaceutical companies to then take it over and be like, oh well, oh, they're already trying. Well, to. I know they are, but it become it be, I don't know. I it just 
takes the I don't know. I guess that's I, get, I guess that's yeah, the, I get where that's I get the you're argument trying to, is that like well if Yeah, you, I get where they're trying to get to. That's going to explode, you know, when you create a monopoly, it's going to explode the medicinal side of it. To me, the black market's still out there. That's where everyone's getting it anyway. Right. You're still going to be there's still going to be competition that way and you know, people will probably be able you mean to black market competition. You know, that's what we don't want. I think that's what we're trying. <laughs> I think that's what legalizing would eliminate, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. So, uh, well, shit. I mean, if it becomes you know medicinally okay, but then they shoot the prices up. Let's say what was sixty dollars is now one hundred and twenty. You're going to see what was sixty on the black market pump up to ninety, still make profit, and people will still go to it. Like talking, so that's what we don't want to see. About weed economics right now, and I have no idea what the hell we're doing. Like, <laughs> I have no idea how we got here, what any of this means. That's reality, buddy. So, that's where that's where it's headed. Anyway, moving on to a topic that makes us seem like less stoner people. Um, the uh, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly hates God. Go. Does he really? <laughs> yeah. So basically, <laughs> Bill O'Reilly is a piece of shit. We've determined that on previous episodes. Um, and he came out, or well, I've determined that. I I don't know that I can speak for you, but you know, it's Bill O'Reilly. He has a podcast now because <laughs> apparently grabbing titties That's is against the rules. And on his <laughs> podcast last, no, only if you get caught twenty five right. times. That's against yeah, the rules. and settle in like. What did, he settled a thirty-two million dollar um, sexual yeah. harassment deal, and he. Sorry, Bill O'Reilly. I know innocent until proven guilty. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he went on his podcast um, this, I guess, this past week, and because his the pu- publisher of all of his killing everyone, I was so ready for killing O'Reilly. Like I was so ready for killing O'Reilly and, um, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen because his publisher is pulling out and they're saying that, that, which I guess for the circumstances, it probably could have used better phrasing. Um, but yeah, pulling out is usually a better, option, right? So especially when you're dealing with O'Reilly, he, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, we'll do it live. Um, <laughs> we'll do it live. So yeah, so Bill O'Reilly went on his podcast, and on his podcast, he said to his listeners um, after he was talking about you know his advertisers pulling out and whatever that he am I mad at God? Yeah, a little bit. I feel like I'm kind of getting the short end of the stick or something like that. Like it wasn't that. That's paraphrasing, <laughs> but he blamed God, and it's like, well, dude, maybe. Just it's like, come on, God. Don't rub your junk up against people, and then you know, um, <laughs> you. He's like, I've read the Bible. I thought I just that imagined, was fine. I imagined. Uh, <laughs> God damn it! I imagined God in like Family Guy, just like sitting up there, like, what the fuck did I do? What? Why are you? Yeah, why are you mad fuck? at me? Um. So yeah, <laughs> I thought that was a fun one. I I don't know. I do you have any more to add? Yeah, him and his feud with. Uh... <laughs> Well, I know that his feud with Megan Kelly was going on, so I'm sure that didn't help, you know, help things. Megan Kelly. Uh, she obviously Have you seen what she's that have you seen what she's that poor, poor woman. Like, what happened, Megan Kelly? Trump happened. I know what happened. The first presidential debate happened. Yeah. <laughs> Ruined yeah, her. Yeah, she's like but, I don't even know what she is anymore. Is she like white Oprah in the middle of the day? I don't know what's going on. She it's I'll tell you what really ruined her was the Alex Jones thing. So I don't I don't know if you actually listened to that audio, but it was no. damn. And, and leave it to Alex Jones to have recordings of all of these things. 
But basically, that's when, obviously, her career spiraled down at Fox. And then she moved over to what? Was it NBC? She's at NBC. To do like a daytime show Although or something? she's been, they, I mean, was the Alex Jones, I think the Alex Jones thing was in between Fox and NBC because she cut that deal with. She was doing some sort of like hour long, like segment type show where it was like, I'm going to report on this whole thing. Kind of like what, uh. Lisa Ling does. Yeah, that was at you know, like NBC life. though, because she because at, yeah. at Fox, she she cut that deal with NBC like a year ago, maybe even or shortly after the election. I feel like so. I guess close to a year, ten months, whatever. Um, and then I think she had a really bad like news show on NBC for a while, and I'm pretty sure that's yeah. when the well, Alex Jones thing came up. But I have no idea about the Alex Jones thing because I'm not crazy. I don't watch Alex Jones, so <laughs> it was terrible. So the first thing that she did, I can't remember who the first person she interviewed was, but it was super controversial to begin with, and so that didn't go over well. And the second person she interviewed was Alex Jones, and why that? So first off, she thought it was going to be this big awesome thing. What actually happened is everyone hated her for doing it because they thought that she was trying to humanize Alex Jones. She d- releases the thing. It's an hour long, and it ended up being a complete hit piece against Alex Jones, which, of course, that's easy to do. Well, the problem yeah. with that is that Alex Jones releases the, the audio where he's setting up the deal with Megyn Kelly, and she's like, I just really want people to know the real you. This will definitely be not be a hit piece. We're not going to go in like that. We really want them to show that you've got a lot of integrity. It, like. She's completely lying. It it was really, really bad. Anyone who's listening, go listen to that audio. Why is that, that is bad, though? Kelly like, Why would you tell somebody? What is the alternative for her to be like, hey, we're, I just want to let you know we're running a hit piece? Because <laughs> he wouldn't have... He wouldn't have agreed to no it. No shit. You, know? like, that's you can't politics. tell someone one no, thing. You can't don't be, be like, a crazy hey, man, fucking totally conspiracy theorist and then expect anything less. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I don't give a shit that she did that to Alex Jones. <laughs> That's fine. You still can't lie about it. Like, I can't tell you, like, hey, man, let's think if, if we told someone to come on the show and be like, hey, come on, we really think we'd like you to be on the show. You know, we think you're great. We love you. We really like your opinions. And then as soon as we came on, we just made fun of them till they cried in tears. That would be a shitty thing to do. Shitty, like, we probably shouldn't do shitty that. Shitty thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know, man. <laughs> the difference between the difference between our scenario and alex jones is we're not fucking conspiracy theorist we're te- we're talking right. about our now opinions he's an having like he pretends to be real but he's he's had to admit because of the whole court situation where his his wife was you know suing him for custody of the kids and he had to come out in court and be like it's just a, an act like i don't believe any of this shit okay so he kind so of either so either out. that's true or that's oh. bullshit and either way, <laughs> he's still evil because if it is true that he, that it's that, that it's just an act, there are crazy fuck people out there that are buying this you shit. Believe it. That then probably yeah. go to Las Vegas hotels and shoot at concerts. That's all I'm saying. Like <laughs> that guy is the guy yeah. that listens to Alex Jones, and if you listen to Alex Jones. That uh, you're taking a, a, a no no a no 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 not there, you my not friend. you the audience like I'm putting you in that boat uh, I'm, so like no I'm fine I'm just saying that there's been a lot of shootings and killings involved with Bernie Sanders supporters so just saying that if you listen to that and get riled up and kill people I don't know that that's that might be a bridge too far for me if you Alex get Jones riled up and kill goofy. people like 
I can no. I'm talking about but blaming <laughs> blaming the other person for it. So you saying like, oh, Alex Jones is evil because he wants these things to happen. He riles people up so that they go and kill. No, people. Alex Jones is That's evil because he's an idiot. I'm not going and that idiots way. are evil. So like, come on. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, uh, you lost me on that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I lost myself on that one. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> But no, I I think we could sum that little story up somehow. Bill O'Reilly into Megyn Kelly into Alex Jones as fuck Bill O'Reilly, fuck Megyn Kelly's new show, and fuck Alex Jones, and fuck Alex Jones. <laughs> right? I think that I think that was a pretty good one. Um, I think that's where yeah. So that makes sense. So real quick, let's talk another goofy political story. Um, Trump offends some military widows last week, right? And oh my god, I know, yeah. I know this. I feel like this one will probably go a little bit quicker. But it's exhausting. We might as well. Yeah. We might as well get it in here. Um. So basically, I'm sure everybody knows the story by now. It was in the, in the news for uh for a few days. Um. But Donald Trump. Well, it's Trump's fault. He he brought it up. Is was he the he one threw... that brought it up? Yeah, because he was given a speech, and out of fucking nowhere, he throws all the other presidents that have come before him under the bus. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that is right. Um, and it made no fucking sense. Like, he was just like, I, I sign all the letters. No one else signs letters. I make all the calls, and all other presidents never made the calls because they suck all the dick, but I don't. <laughs> and it made no fucking sense. It was it was inappropriate. Let's just say it. It was inappropriate, and it didn't make it wasn't the right time to do it. And, of course, it snowballed. This lady picked up on it. Uh, whatever she is. Maxine Waters uh, 2.0 no, beta version. Uh, Representative Frederica Wilson of Florida. There you go. Yeah. So, of course, it's basically, she... <laughs> no, dude. Come on. Don't... That, don't that's a, that's a Oklahoma knockoff. It's not like they're Oklahomans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so... Anyway, uh, yeah, so basically what? She was listening to the why? Why are they, first of all, why are they monitored calls? That seems like a weird, at least this. Yeah, I don't. At least this type I'm of I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I believe her. I really don't know. She didn't seem to know anything about the call. She just kind of said this happened. What I can't, Exactly what I'm she said sure, was that no, Donald I'm Trump pretty sure that brought it's been up, confirmed because like there was like eight other people. Yeah, but she changed. Yeah, but she changed what he said. She originally said that he, on the phone he was like, well, he knew what he signed up for. And then after that blew up, she changed it. Um, oh, I can't remember what she changed it to. Something like, you know, you never want to see this. Obviously, when people go to war, bad things happen, but you never want to see this. So she changed it. She right. made it sound really fucking bad and then was like, well, he said this, but it really upset right. her. After it blew but, up into a big but thing. the fact of the matter is, she came out and said it did upset her. So she did say that, yeah. So you know, and then I, I, what irritated me was uh, I kept seeing a bunch of conservative other places that kept showing because there was there was uh, four people who were killed in this mission, right? Um, and and it, it's still kind of hush hush. They don't really know what happened yet. They're kind of piecing it together. But this was a mission where four um, soldiers were were killed in action. And they kept interviewing the other three wives, other widows, mm. and then somehow being like, see, look, we knew she was lying. And I'm like, that's not apples to apples, dude. You can't just sit there. Like, if I come up to four people and I shake hands with three of them, I'm like, I love you. You're great. And then I kick the third, the fourth one in the nuts. You can't just look at the other guys. Right. So I'm not saying that I believe this woman entirely because I've, 
you've seen how she acted. She called herself a superstar and all this stuff. It looked like she was here's just here's her. my issue. I want to know about this cowboy hat, right? Like why <laughs> every she's a round, her, rhinestone cowboy, yo. Dude, she is a rhinestone cowboy. She <laughs> she's got the bedazzler out. She she's literally going to town. every single hat that I've got a picture of her up on my screen right now, and every single hat. Can we get sponsored by bedazzler? That would be great. <laughs> that would be amazing. Um. Every hat in every picture matches her outfit perfectly. Like, it's made out of this. She's wearing, like, a wicker outfit in this picture, and her hat is a wicker (laughs) hat. I don't know. I don't know how she does it. Um, I hope. Oh, man. A lot of. I uh, hope not with taxpayer money, because that's going to be a problem (laughs) down the road. But, yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Hooked on rhinestones. No, but, yeah. So, this whole, again, this whole thing is silly. It started with Donald Trump being stupid, and then it morphed into this woman being a liar, basically, and changing what she was saying that, you know, offended them, and then kind of threw all of the soldiers and this, these widows under the bus. And now they, they felt compelled to share their stories, to release the audio. You know, Trump was coming out saying, I can prove it, and he released the audio. Right. Now, I, I think that the widow... That was, you know, obviously the phone call with she was fine with it, but still, it just it brings the focus off the soldiers, and it becomes a he said, she said, you know, no one thinks that George W. Bush was bad. Ag- well, no one who's actually pays attention thinks that George W. Bush hated the soldiers. Right. No one actually thinks that that Barack Obama hated the soldiers. Did he make a political move that endangered a lot of people? Yeah, he did. So did Bush. I'm sure Trump will do the same thing. You know, you you make mistakes. But to me, it became that became the story is Trump hates the soldiers or he hates the widows. And he just it doesn't make any sense. And the same with the other side where they're like, no, Trump loves every soldier. And he said something nice to this soldier. So we must say nice things to everyone. Right. It's not true. The whole story. No, is I know. And it's a, to me, my take on it is it, it's just a, it's a goofy story to be a story at all. To me, I, I think that's another reason why we justified the fact that we didn't shoot an episode last week, because like not only were we busy, <laughs> but like this was in the news cycle. And I was just like, you know, for at least three or four days. Yeah. And to me, it was just like, well, you guys are bored. You don't have anything going on. So you're <laughs> you just like breaking news, something. And it's not like. Again, it comes back to that earlier thing um, on the opioid, the reaction to that. Like, pick something to be mad about. People that people that are mad, and, and it goes back to a lot of stories that we've talked about. People that are mad about NFL players kneeling. Like, dude, th- there yeah. are other real bigger things to be mad about. And tomorrow, somebody... Yeah, shutting down the class action lawsuits. Right. Get mad about that. Right. Something that something tomorrow, and and that's what I would say to people that that hate Trump or dislike Trump or whatever. Which I I understand. I I get that. I understand why you don't like him. I get how you can dislike um, him. Yeah, I, I get. But I get why you could not like everyone in right. The political but spectrum, here's but, but here's so. what I would say: be realistic about your anger because what happens is when you start um, because when you hate everything, then you become unreasonable because there are some things that you shouldn't hate. And when somebody does something good or when does and, – and this to me isn't a good or a bad thing. This to me, this whole offending the widow of a military person, like this to me is a stupid story. It's whether – if he did offend her, then he should have done better. 
Um, I, I think yeah. he probably should have taken John Kelly's advice, which was like, don't call because that's a hard call to make and it's a hard call to take. Like, send a letter and yeah. Be di- See, I go the other way. I think that you should call, <laughs> even if it is a hard call. You make it. Like I do that in in business. There's so many times where I can just write an email, but to me it seems impersonal. Yeah, but I like. Yeah, the call. no, I know, but you're coming from the perspective of the person who's making the call that you gotta put yourself right. in the shoes of the person who doesn't want to receive the call and yeah you know and especially right after someone's lost a family member it, it doesn't there could there's some cases you know I'll, and i'll just put my own personal experience out here whenever my dad died and he was 81 years old that was obviously coming right but it didn't matter what anyone said to me i didn't give a shit i was distraught and i was unhappy right. it doesn't matter what you said to me yeah so there's people like that especially when it comes to military situations where it's sudden i mean you, you're, right you're living with that fear for years and years yeah and then it happens and it happens and, and like they haven't been home for how long they're away like you know it, it it's a big yeah. thing and then to have somebody call you and, and remind you of that like i get that i get and i think that's what when john kelly said it what he was kind of mentioning or what he was alluding to was like maybe a letter is better because then then it doesn't become a like because the other thing too is there's a lot of pressure if i receive a call from the president no matter who the president is like how do i react i'm talking to the most powerful man in the country i need to impress him and that's not something you want to have to feel that way about that like oh well i've got to be a certain person because i'm talking to somebody important it just to me it, it i think kelly's advice about sending a letter is the best advice in this scenario yeah i'll I'll have to go opposite of you i still think colin's the best way to go but that's just that's just me personally that's fair um moving forward we'll get into like two really awesome stupid stories um the first one and i (laughs) i don't i didn't do good enough research although i will read you this show prep in a few minutes and um but in my show prep i did not write down the senator's name so i will find the link and i will put it in the uh put it in the description but republican (laughs) senator um i actually think that's wrong too i think he might be a representative so you know we'll just we'll say again not journalists no integrity (laughs) gonna remind you of that every week um republican in congress congressman thinks that um (laughs) that george soros hired the nazis in charlottesville and it was a big conspiracy and oh my it was the left versus the left, and they were duped by the left, um, or apparently the Nazi right, because that's what's being alleged here. So, um, and what was great? Love that everything is a conspiracy. Oh, I'm. I, it's unbelievable. And it, it, and I'll put the interview in the in the description. It's an amazing interview. You need to see it. This dude is. Um, is just like he so he's talking to cnn because he made some comments somewhere else about how oh oh no you were the video um that came from like vice or whatever it was that did the interview with the neo-nazis you remember it it was on hbo um it was the audio that we used for that episode um the he was this congressman was interviewed in in that documentary and he basically was like yeah well you know that this was like the left shipped in these nazis and i've got proof that george (laughs) soros is a card-carrying nazi and like 
George Soros was a victim, as I as I've read it, of Nazi Germany. And he was like taken in by like a Christian family who did extort like the father figure or whatever the head of the household did extort things from Jews in exchange for not turning them in to um <laughs> to the Nazis Got and those Christians and George Soros something. was with him a couple of times but was like 13 or 14 at the time and was not the one who was extorting he was with somebody that's the story as i know it um Either yeah, I'm not a big fan of George Soros. No, that's regardless. fine. Either way, I don't know if Nazi is an applicable title to throw at him. So no, the, um, I think he's a shit disturber. I think he's a he obviously has a, a ton of money, and he definitely puts uh, puts that money to. I know people have been linking him to all sorts of Antifa fundings and things like that, um, which I've seen more convincing evidence to than he's hiring fucking Nazis. Unless you're calling Antifa Nazis, right? Which again. Yeah, yeah. Loose terminology. I could, I could see where you're blending those. Yeah, lines except for the four million true. Jews and the genocide. <laughs> right. That's why. Again, Nazis are gone. You can be a neo-Nazi. Those are dumb guys, but that still probably haven't killed a bunch of Jews. So right. to me, that term is just thrown around so much whenever it's, it's not applicable. It, it doesn't make sense unless you're a Nazi that you know was gassing people in the fucking world war ii you're probably just an asshole yeah I, <laughs> no know? i get that um, there's a bit of a difference i get that but again like i said it, i've seen some things where he's been claiming to you know fund antifa movements and things like that i don't like think that. it's him claiming you know how i think it's like glenn beck claiming and um uh, no i've seen uh i've seen things where he came in it was a closed uh meeting with them uh and then they did some interviews and they said that you know yeah that's, that's what he's doing that's what the people were coming out and saying there's no 100% proof to it. Just like everyone says the Koch brothers, you know, oh, they're they're planning all these things. It, they're just, they have a lot of money, and they're throwing it into pol- one political party. George Soros is just throwing it into the other. Right. So I don't like when people like that have that much influence, but we got to change the rules if you don't want them to you know, be able to do it. Right. I don't think the Koch brothers, just like everyone claims that they're doing all sorts of terrible shit, I don't think that's true. I don't think George Soros is hiring fucking Nazis. And you know the best <laughs> remedy to billionaires buying the elections is hiring a billionaire to run the country. Um, That's right. So, you know, we're we're making strides here. Um, yeah. So. Oh, it's, it's fine. They only become billionaires after they leave the presidency. <laughs> right. Normally. Normally. So. Although Clinton would have been a billionaire going into the into the presidency. Oh, I forgot she was broke. She was dead broke. Clinton wasn't a. Bi- <laughs> are they are they billionaires with a B? Really? Who the Clintons? Yeah. I can't imagine they're not. Nah. Uh, we'll have to take a look. Yeah, we'll, we'll have, have to, to take a look at that. their. I don't. Their actual. I doubt that that's accurate. Because I think the what what's the one percent? Because I know Bernie's in the one percent now for all his fucking hate of the one percent. Like he's in it now, uh, and I know it's up there. Like it's got to be at least five hundred million, you know. Yeah, I see, but I could see that. Like, I my guess is that Vince McMahon has more money than the Clintons, and Vince McMahon isn't even worth a billion anymore. So that that's just that's my guess. <laughs> um, so right, we'll we'll see. I we'll have to look into that. Um, right. All right. Last one. Right. Trump tells the the kids of the media. That <laughs> happy Halloween, 
by insulting their parents and that was like the greatest video i've ever seen um so <laughs> so i i don't even i i don't know was it like take your child to work day or like whatever like i don't know why all those kids were there but apparently so the it was halloween dude well yeah that's fine halloween yeah but wasn't it like a freaking the middle of the week like yeah, it was at least five days prior yeah. to, like, Halloween's tomorrow. Right. <laughs> and this was it, it, a story from last which, week. Which, again, not tomorrow in your life. It's already over, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just, yeah. So, anyway, there's a bunch of kids standing around the the president and sitting at his desk in the Oval Office, and he's just, like, insulting their parents. He's like, so how does the media treat you? I bet they treat you well, I shouldn't go there. Um, what are you doing? There's... Yeah, that gets me in trouble. I can't believe the media created such beautiful kids, right? Because then... they're such fuckheads, right? He was like, "Don't get." He was like giving them chocolate and like, "Don't get fat, kids." Like, what? You're a fat old seventy year old piece of shit. Like, what are you talking about? Don't get fat. Um, don't eat the KFC. Like, like and I then do. of course the media. The media had to at least the the liberal media. I'm calling you out because I'm keeping you honest. Stealing that Anderson. Yeah. Um, you know <laughs> I I the media of course then went to um. Did you see the Did you see the little girl crying? Like he made he made little children cry. Um. Oh, I didn't see and, that because I don't watch liberal. And I was <laughs> I just like the it, media. but. So let's just for a second. To be fair, is it, did he make her cry? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. She Questions she that need answering. she was crying. Yes, I think that's what the media told me. I wasn't really looking because I to, to me this is again not a real story. This isn't news. Um, but so but here's here's the thing. Just for entertainment purposes, for our entertainment purposes, is it appropriate for him to say what he said to those kids? Does it matter? Like, is it what? Do you, what's your take on it? I don't give two shits. Right. You couldn't pay me to give a shit. Like, not at all. Okay, that's Trump. Trump being Trump, it's funny as as fuck. a as a parent um, though. Like, if that was your kid, there is it appropriate to be like, hey, you're, does it, I don't does care. your dad suck at his job? Like as is he a better parent than he is a employee? Like you know, um, right? So no, I wouldn't care. I'd I'd probably tell my daughter be like, hey, you know, give him shit. If he starts giving us shit, give him shit. Right. And then we'll see what happens. And that would probably be hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I so I no, would too. Don't care. I would tell don't Timothy. Care in the I, I, if Timothy was like one of those five year olds sitting there, I'd be like, if he, if he says anything, just be like, how about Obamacare? Boom. <laughs> um, right. so you know oh off limits totally off limits take back his candy right. give it back <laughs> right <laughs> get him out of here get him out of here um get him out so yeah i i my, i agree with you i i don't give a shit about this if if yeah. it was my kid there to me let's be a little more let's be a little more british here like i said when it comes to the the house of commons and shit like that you see them they're laughing at each other and calling each other fucking names and it just seems so much more jovial than the upright broomstick up the ass, you know, politics that America is just obsessed with, where everything is offensive. And, you know, he was being stupid to some kids and it was funny. That's my take. Right. You know, I'm, I know some people are very, very offended, but, you know. Yeah, no, 
That's fine. I, I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not in there. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I think that I think that that pretty much does it for this week. Um, a couple of things that we're gonna change going forward. Well, at least one thing that we're gonna change going forward. We're gonna say we're gonna say these episodes come out weekly now, right? Like we've been saying Tuesdays. Because they do for the for the <laughs> last couple of weeks that, or the last few weeks they've been they've been coming out later and later. And a big part of that is because you guys aren't paying us yet. So start sending us money so that we don't have to keep our day jobs. And I like money. And then they will be out every single Tuesday at the same time. I promise. But in, in right. but until that happens. I have a job, I have a life, and like I said at the beginning of the episode, we're in the middle of moving. I actually don't know, and it's, I'm glad that I kind of led here because we totally don't, or we don't actually know the plan for this week as, you know, computers are probably going to be not yeah. not packed in boxes and whatnot. Um, right. Now, I am not moving, <laughs> and I've got a boner for tax reform, so I know that's coming out Wednesday. So I might be doing something. I don't know if I'm going to just be taking that time to compile data or if I might release something that has to do with tax. I really want to do a big segment on it, but I don't know what's going to come out. Right. You know, it could come out and it could totally suck. And then it's just like, all right, well, whatever. Let's just wait. Right. Or it could be massive and I want to do it immediately. We'll just kind of play that part by ear. Gotcha. Um, I know we, we... And I am still planning on shooting an episode It's for at least... My plan is to still shoot the episode after the move um, and then get it up right. at some point next week. That being said, things don't always go according to plan. So if there isn't an episode note next week, I would expect two episodes the following week. We'll, we'll put out 33 yeah. and 34 around the same time, maybe with a couple of days in between. Um, because we're still planning on shooting them the same way. It really just is the editing process is one where I, we need to have a decent setup and in it again things are going to be in boxes so uh, try to get that figured out um so yeah i think that's pretty much pretty much that um obviously the links to the topics discussed are in the comments below and Google Google Play and iTunes still going to be the mediums. We're going to get into a Facebook Live segment here at some point. Um, I want to do one just to kind of update the Facebook page. We've kind of taken uh, a that's kind of stayed on the back burner for the last couple of weeks as we've been trying to just focus yeah. more on the podcast version of it. So, but we do want to address that on on Facebook. So you can probably look for that sometime in the next week or so, maybe two weeks. Um, and real quick before we jump into the alt fact, my show prep for this week, I wrote in what I think is probably the most liberal way that I could probably ever written this down. So it started with like Russia, the dossier DNC and uranium (laughs) one. And then Billy O hates God. Republican senators thinks Nazi George Soros, uh, hired Nazis (laughs) at Charlottesville. Trump's Trump hates the military and John Kelly is a liar. F cowboy hats. Um, <laughs> Trump says the media is scarier than Halloween to children and also tells them don't get fat. 
and the opioid <laughs> epidemic. So I just I've never I I had a lot of fun writing that out, and I wanted you to be able to appreciate that as well, Mitch. Um, this is an apple, <laughs> right? So, with that being said, here it is: your alternative fact of the week. Thanks. This is an apple. Some people might try to tell you that it's a banana. They might scream banana, banana, banana over and over and over again. They might put banana in all caps. You might even start to believe that this is a banana. But it's not. This is an apple.